We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. podcast sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, please give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me as well at Jakeski52, J-A-K-E-S-K-I-52. Chris, I heard you had a softball tournament this weekend. The real question, though, is will your swing be ready for your 2016 Rotowire softball debut on Thursday? The question isn't really about the swing. The swing's always there. Uh, it's just playing on a bum ankle right now. The question is really, will I be able to get around the bases and move? Might need a runner with, with me. And defensively, might be limited to about first base, left-handed anyway. Generally, that's a, that's a, a position I've played a fair amount of time. So I'm ready for it. But, uh, I, yeah, it's the swing isn't really the issue. It's really more going to be on in other facets of the game. Exactly. Once again, Chris Benzine remains day-to-day with an ankle injury, but we can always use that power lefty back. 
back in the cleanup spot in our batting order. But let's move on to some real baseball that uh, some folks are going to watch here. We're talking Monday night slate of games uh, from a FanDuel perspective. Of course, podcast all about daily fantasy baseball here. We're going to start off as we typically do with our cash game pitchers, our, our chalk play pitchers per se, ones that are generally pretty safe, give you a pretty high floor in the ever-important position on FanDuel here. Chris, there are a lot of aces, a lot of top-tier options. You've got Strasburg and John Lester, both at 11000 a night. And then you have uh, three other pitchers, 10-7 or above. Jose Fernandez, 10800 Corey Kluber, 10700 Felix Hernandez, 10700 Now, there's a lot of intriguing names in that bunch. Who are you going to be rolling with in your cash games this evening? Yeah, well, I'm looking at the cash games. I'm going with Felix Hernandez. He has a favorable matchup or a favorable history against the Rays. In uh, 82 at-bats versus current Rays uh, hitters, he's held them to just a 171 average and a 453 OPS, and he's also struck out 32 batters in that frame. That's a 39% K rate there. That's pretty good. Um, He's also pitching in a hitter-friendly Safeco field, and while his price doesn't diverge much from the top tier guys, he do, he is 300 less than the top overall pitcher. So there's a chance, like if you're trying to sneak a guy in there, he gives you a little bit more flexibility. Not obviously not much, but sometimes $100 can make a difference. So uh, that's why I'm looking at him. And his, in his most recent outing, he was blown up a little bit, so it may scare away some people. But I'm I'm not one of those people, so I, I still think he's a safe play for cash games on uh, on Monday. Yeah, right on, Chris. Now, when I was looking at this slate, I'm going to be completely honest. I overlooked Felix Hernandez a little bit. I think maybe the Rays this year or the last start maybe uh, made me back off. But I do agree with your reasoning here, and you can't argue with the sample size against the Rays. For me, it really came down to, though, John Lester against the Padres or Jose Fernandez against the Brewers. Now, Lester certainly has his merits. Of course, he's $200 more. But, you know, I think the bad taste in my mouth, I use both Syndergaard and Harvey against the Padres this weekend, and neither really worked out for me. So I'm maybe backing off on Lester a little bit. And my chalk cash game play for the day is going to be Jose Fernandez against the Brewers. Now, he sits at 10800 but there is more than a lot to like about Fernandez. Now, his ERA, not quite what fantasy owners have been hoping for this year, a 4-2-8 ERA, but that gets backed up by a 2-6-6 FIP. You got to like that. He's striking out almost 12.5 per nine. Of course, that might not pick uh, stay the same pace the entire season, but you certainly got to like what you see so far there with Fernandez. And then there's his home numbers. He's got 29 career home starts, a 1-7-1 ERA throughout that. I mean, he's essentially, uh, I mean, the Woba's right around 220-230 at home. So he's just a, he's a great pitcher. He's making every lineup, uh, as DVR noted this morning, uh, he's making every lineup look like the Braves, essentially, when he is at home. So I really like what he's got going on. The matchup against the Brewers might be a little bit tough. A lot of people, I mean, the Brewers hot hitting, I guess you could say. They had a pretty good uh, weekend against the Reds here uh, that inflated a lot of their offensive numbers. But Brewers still one of the top strikeout teams in the league. They're going to be down Domingo Santana due to injury here. And, uh, I mean, outside of you know, Braun, Lucroy, Carter, that lineup doesn't scare a whole lot of people here. Now, now, Chris, of course, you're up here in Wisconsin with me. You follow the Brewers. Do you, do you agree with my reasoning for picking on them a little bit, or do you think those bats can get it going against Jose? Uh, like you said, the Brewers have been hot recently, but again, you look at it, that it is their home ballpark, so that's a, a nice park to hit in there, so that helps a little bit, and in Miami is a little different, 
There's not a lot of home run potential there. So, and then I believe actually the weekend series was in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, that's at least as hitter friendly, if not a little more, in oh, Cincinnati. Right there. So, exactly. yeah, not not much of a difference there. So, uh, th- I think the switch to Miami and the fact that I mean Jose Fernandez, like you're saying, while his ERA isn't there, the strikeout totals are certainly there. So, mm-hmm. definitely the a lot of upside with going with Jose there. Yeah, and maybe just maybe after the Brewers' hot weekend, some people might back off on Jose. I'd still be willing to wager that Jose will be one of the most highly owned pitchers in this. Uh, you know, you know, I think both of us agree to kind of stay away from Strasburg against Detroit, eleven thousand. Kind of with that salary, it limits your upside a little bit. So uh, going down kind of to the next here, and uh, th- there's a lot of guys with a lot to like here, and hopefully the ownership not too high because it'll. Sp- be spread across three, four quality options here. If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We always want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you, and you'll get a chance to win a Chromecast. That's what I call a win-win situation. Again, visit mylistenerstudy.com. Thanks, folks. Now, Chris, let's move on to the next part of our show where we generally like to talk about the hitters that we like to use here. Just some, uh, first off, I guess we'll start with stacks, but or, you know, even before stacks, we've got the Diamondbacks heading to Coors Field here for a three-game series. Now, that's just opening up. We always like to kind of react to how the prices have changed a little bit, of course, with the Coors Field factor coming into play. Now, the Rockies are sending Tyler Chatwood to the mound tonight, who's actually been very respectable this season. Of course, the number's much better on the road once you discount the Coors Field factor. But as far as Diamondbacks players go, are there any that you're targeting specifically? Or is the pricing just a little bit too high, even on kind of the the mid-tier guys in Arizona? I think when I'm looking at it, going, uh, I might go against some of the top tier guys there. Like uh, Paul Goldschmidt hasn't really lived up to it. You know he's due to to bust out at some point here, so he is down a little bit mm-hmm. from what you'd expect when he's going into Colorado. You don't expect Goldschmidt to be, you know, he, he is still the second highest, but you'd expect uh, Goldschmidt to you know be the highest first baseman when he's hitting at Coors Field. That's not the case because of how the slow start he's gotten to, but. Um, You'd expect at some point he's going to bust out, but I'm still not willing to invest that much at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have some decent options, like uh, I mean, Brandon Jury's 3,900. He's still there's a lot of they're a little expensive, but he's been hitting really well recently. Um, there, I mean, there's there's a little room for for some there, but again, you have to uh, pick your spots because with with the bump in salary there, you can't afford as many. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, Tyler Chatwood's actually been decent this season, so. It's it's a tough one to to stack maybe, but you can maybe pick out a guy or two yep. to go with there in Arizona. If I'm gonna, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, this game has the highest over under on the day at 11, so you do want to make sure you get some sort of piece of this game. Now, whether it be on the Colorado side or, or the Arizona side, only time will tell. We'll kind of get to some more previews there. But as far as this game goes, I actually do like Goldschmidt at 4,500, despite the recent, uh, you know, the slow start, like you mentioned, Chris. I think 4,500 is what his price should normally be outside of Coors Field. You get him into Coors Field, and 
for anything less than 5,000, I think you almost have to lock him in. I'm going to use him alongside Jose Fernandez to kind of start to build the majority of my lineup. Some other guys that look in this game, you mentioned Drury. I think at 3,900, that price tag leaves less room for profit than one would like, although he's been, uh, you know, obviously pretty hot since uh, taking – go ahead and, and, and getting more reps here in the league here. The other guy I like who is uh, also uh, appears to be at the third base spot here, um, and that is Jake Lamb. Now, you can save a little bit of money on him. He's looking at about 3400 here for Arizona. And that's not too over the top. Now, you're going to save almost two grand from your Arenados, uh, uh, 1100 from your Chris Bryant, Josh Donaldson's of the world here. But uh, I do like Jake Lamb. He tends to, to bat in a very prominent spot in the batting order, so maybe an extra at-bat at Coors Field for him, uh, somebody I definitely like here. Now, uh, there's a lot of other stack options this evening, Chris. Uh, is there any other stack option that potentially sticks out to you a little bit? I have a few in mind that you're going to want to consider here, but uh, do you have a stack option for us? Yeah, one of them that uh, I believe you had in mind was a, potentially against Chris Young with the Yankees, and that's one that I am looking at heavily I looked up some of the stats there, and he's he's been much worse against lefties and on the road this season, and that both fits the bill. He has an astronomical 508 WOBA uh, on the road against left-handed bats this season. So of that, and it's, that's in a significant sample size. He has faced 31 batters that in left-handed batters on the road. So and and both those conditions obviously suit the Yankees. Generally, they have a lot of left-handed bats in their lineup. And uh, hitting at Yankee Stadium, definitely in their favor. And uh, I believe I was looking at Chris uh, Young's ERA, and that's over eight on the road this season. Mm-hmm. So when when factoring in all of those, he is one guy that I'm really looking at as potential to stack against him. Yeah, uh, Chris Young, I think, is uh, the definite target tonight. I think there's a few targets you want to look at, but you most definitely want to have some share of Yankees lefties against Chris Young. Now, Chris Young overall in the season, 5.76 ERA, that's right in line with the 5.74 FIP. So you get what you see with Young. And the big thing here is 17.4%. That's his home run to fly ball ratio this season. That's not going to play very well at Yankee Stadium, a very hitter-friendly ballpark. So I think every excuse me, every Yankees left-hander is in play here. Definitely like Brian McCann at 3,100, a catcher. Can even squeeze in Didi Gregorius at shortstop. You can find him at minimum price to get you a lot to like. Brett Gardner will be leading off. You can't ignore a guy like that. There will be a, a lot of Yankee stacks, excuse me, in play here. Uh, I also, you know, the Rockies against Archie Bradley. That's going to be a little bit pricier for me, um, but I do think with the way that Archie Bradley, he hasn't quite settled into the majors just yet, and a start at Coors Field is definitely not a spot to do that. I really like Carlos Gonzalez, a left-handed bat at maybe 3,900. And then, of course, you got to go to the Rangers against Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, Prince Fielder for under 3,000 with this platoon matchup. I think he is going to be in play, especially if you don't want to uh, pay up for a guy like uh, like, like Goldschmidt there. Now, uh, kind of looking at a position-by-position breakdown, uh, I mentioned McCann at catcher. Is there anybody else kind of in the catcher area, or are you pretty much locking in McCann tonight? Uh I think McCann's probably one of the better options there. Again, the left-handed bat at Yankee Stadium. He's probably my favorite pick. Um, now, if you go down the list, I, I like Steven Vogt a little bit uh, against the Red Sox. He's only 2700 so there's some value there that you got to enjoy. 
yeah. uh, right on there. Uh, I mean, Wellington Castillo, he's going to be the highest price guy on the list here. That's at Coors Field, so you can see the price inflation. I might uh, I might back off on that a little bit. I'd still almost prefer to take uh, you know guys like Posey, Luke Croy, Martinez over Castillo with the inflation factor here. Kind of going to first base here. I mentioned Prince Fielder. Uh, there's Goldschmidt. Any other values you can see there? Or are we uh, are we kind of um, either paying up or, or going middle tier here for first base? Um, I mean, potentially, I mean, Byung-Ho Park can hit some shots there. Tyler Wilson hasn't been that impressive this season. So as a guy mm-hmm. that, I mean, he, at 3,700, he's a little cheaper than some of the top tier guys. And he's a guy that's got a lot of home run power there. So mm-hmm. yeah, you always got to love the upside guys that maybe haven't lived up to their full potential here. Uh, second base, Robinson Cano leads the train red hot at 4,200. Now, Ruffnet Odor has that great matchup against Miguel Gonzalez. He'll be batting early in the order. Um, a, he, there's just a lot to like here, uh, he, although he is 4,100, so he's almost pricing himself out. At the second base, you know, are you, are you trying to pay up for one of the top guys, or is there any, any, any value down low? There was one that I was sticking out. I had noted here is uh brandon phillips he's still sitting at 3100 and uh he has five home runs in the past five games and he has a great history against jonathan niece he has two homers and a 1.216 ops over 21 at bats yeah so right on thousand. i'm all over that see i'm i'm gonna try to get reds right-handed bats especially uh against jonathan niece although it is worth noting that out of all the games on the slate that's one where the weather is going to come into play here so you definitely want to be checking those weather reports and be sure to be ready to swap out before lineup lock just in case you can't end up using those hitters. Now, I backed off on Reds hitters a little bit uh, on Sunday, and that ended up costing me. So definitely want to uh, get some of those guys in play against Nice and Phillips. One of those for sure, 2300 on Friday. He has gone up to 3100 so the price is starting to reflect that uh, that hot hitting lately. Another right-handed Reds bat I like, uh, if you want to save some money at third base, is Eugenio Suarez. He's sitting there right at 2900 so he's someone you get for under 3000 uh, finding some value here. Also intriguing, Jung-Ho Gung in that matchup at 3000 returning to the lineup. He brings a lot of potential. Any other third base options you like, or are you paying up this week? Uh, potentially with Adrian Beltre going against uh, Miguel Gonzalez, we discussed before. He's a guy that I still think he's he's got power. He's got the he has potential to hit some home runs there. He still hits for a decent average. He's and he's got a nice matchup. I mean, he's his price is down below some of the other third basemen. So if you're going like looking for that middle tier third baseman, he's another guy I think you can you could consider. Yeah, right on. Adrian Beltre doesn't have the platoon matchup favorite that uh, Fielder does against Miguel Gonzalez, but as part of a Rangers stack with Odor and and Fielder, I could very much see getting Beltre in there in between them. The top third base options, uh, it's going to be tough to pay up 5200 for Arenado, although you do know what you're getting. you got to like Chris Bryan at 4500 Josh Donaldson at 4300 and then, of course, uh, Todd Frazier as well as red-hot Kyle Seeger and Manny Machado both sitting at 4000 here. Moving on to the shortstop spot, you got Trevor Story at 4500 Carlos Correa at an even 4000 Xander Bogarts at 3900 Uh, You know, shortstop can be a tough spot because you really have to pay up for your guys there. Is there anybody that stands out either at the top or as potential value plays? I know myself, I'm going to use Gregorius. I know he bats further down in the order, but he's, uh, I mean, he's dirt cheap at 2200 and he's going to be able to help me fill out a lot of my lineup. 
Yeah, I like him too. I like him as an option. Another guy I'm looking at potentially is uh, Eduardo Nunez. He's still sitting below 3,000 at 2,900. He doesn't have a ton of power or anything, but he does get on base at a fair amount of clip. And if you're trying to save some money and still get some points out of the position, he's a guy that's consistently put up points on a daily basis. So he's a guy that you can rely on to at least get you some points out of that uh, out of that position at a relatively cheap price mm-hmm. now what about the outfield here there's a lot of guys of course on that very top tier from 4,000 and above but I just I don't feel like this is a night you know I do like McCutcheon against against the Reds of course there's the rain uh, threat there but I'm not entirely sure uh, this is a night where I'm going to pay up big time for some of the top outfielders I already mentioned wanting to get Fernandez and Paul Goldschmidt into my lineup so Trying to work in McCutcheon or Stanton at 4,800, Charlie Blackman or Bryce Harper at 4,500. That's going to be tough. Now, I mentioned that I really like Carlos Gonzalez with the platoon uh, favorite there, getting a lefty against Archie Bradley. Gonzalez sits at only 3,900. And uh, so you are paying up for that. You're paying that Coors Field premium. But as we go down the list, are there any other options that tend to stand out for you, Chris? I'm looking at potentially a couple guys from the White Sox. You have uh, two guys that have a good history against um, against Colby Lewis, especially Melky Cabrera has been really good against Colby Lewis. There. He's got uh, three extra base hits, six hits and 16 at-bats. So he's a guy that has a decent history and is a decent ballpark there. Um, so he's one of them that I'm favoring there. I think again, like we were saying, the Yankees. Brett Gardner is another guy mm-hmm. that I I could see being a really good play. Um, I I was looking at Austin Jackson. I think he's a decent, one, but he's hitting at the bottom of their order right now. I believe. Yeah, if, if he's exactly. Even, so the upside's so, a little bit limited yes. there. But I do like where you're going with your White Sox. Uh, you know, Adam Eaton, another potential option there. Uh, I'm gonna kind of go down the list, try to find some value because as I mentioned, you're paying up for an ace tonight, and then after that. Uh, you know, you want to. I want to get Goldschmidt. Of course, there are other first base options like you know your fielders of the world that are going to work for you if you don't want to pay up for Goldschmidt. But starting with those guys and Cargo, who I like, you're going to have to work down and get some value. And I think the outfield spot is one of the best places to do it. First and foremost, I'm going down to the $2,500 tier, and I'm going to go ahead and use Alex Gordon as part of. Uh, I, I think that game at Yankee Stadium tonight is going to be quite. Uh, it's going to be. Quite White inflated in terms of over-unders. So Alex Gordon at 2,500, he gets Ivan Nova. So you got Gordon batting at a good spot in the order, got the platoon matchup, and he's only 2,500, and I, I just think that's a little bit underpriced for Gordon. I think the upside he brings, especially the power potential, you know how lefties are in Yankee Stadium. I think that's real good news. I'm also looking at some Dodgers tonight, potentially. Uh, there's a couple guys I'm looking at against the Mets and Steven Madsen. Yeah, Trace Thompson. Yeah, uh, he's definitely one guy that I'm going after. Trace Thompson sits at 2,300. If he's in the lineup, you almost got to play him, right, Chris? Yeah, he's got, I mean, his splits certainly favor facing left-handed pitching. He specializes Mm -hmm. in hitting left-handed pitching. So of a guy that is down at that price range, assuming if he's in the lineup, even though it is in a tournament play, even if he is in... um, Mm -hmm. Even if he is facing Steven Matz and a, a higher quality pitcher, he does have some. The, he's a cheap play and he has a great uh, history against left handed pitching. So Yeah, right on. Matt's having a pretty good year. 
uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, all statistics, uh, ERA under three, got a 9.4 strikeout per nine. But, you know, a young pitcher at 24, every once in a while, he could have a blowout out. And so maybe some of these Mets, or I'm sorry, some of these Dodgers are uh, tournament options. One tournament option that I like as a hitter, he's been struggling a lot, but that's Yasiel Puig. His price is all the way down at $2,800 as opposed to an outfielder that, I'm guessing before the end of the year he's going to find his way back up to four four thousand. So I mean, you got to consider a guy like Puig as long as he's in the lineup, and there's no reason to think uh, think that he's not. Otherwise, anybody else in terms of value outfielders at all, Chris? Or uh, you think we got it wrapped up pretty well with uh, Thompson? I mean, of course you can always look for guys like Boyd or Preston Tucker or just just any of those leadoff options, uh, kind of as, as we typically do. Um, um, anybody else jump out at you for values? I think maybe potentially Carlos Beltran, again, another left-handed bat. He's a switch hitter, mm-hmm. left-handed bat in the Yankee Stadium against Chris Young. So if we're looking at guys, and he's been hitting near the top too, generally, mm-hmm. I believe. No, no, sorry, that was Ellsbury hitting near the top. Yep. Um, Beltran's been more in the middle of the order still. So he's still been – he hasn't been at, like, the bottom, but he's been in, in like, about the sixth hole or so. So I, um, so I guess if I'm looking at someone, he's he's a guy that – even though he's not been hitting well this year, another guy that fits the splits, and he is low, and he does have a little power, so potential there. Absolutely. Now, Beltran batted fifth in the order in the last four games, uh, of course, following uh, Mark Teixeira, another switch hitter at the cleanup spot there. So uh, there's a lot to like about these Yankees here against Chris Young, and I know you got Royals and defending World Series champions and and all of that uh, going on this evening, but uh, there's just, uh, in, in this matchup, Yankees are minus 122 favorites. He had an over-under of 8.5. That's pretty attractive. Again, uh, running down the highest over-unders on the day, you got Diamondbacks, Rockies, 11, like we mentioned. White Sox, Rangers, we mentioned a lot of hitters there, 9.5. Then you have the Pirates at the Reds, of course, great American ballpark. Over-under is 9. Remember, there is a chance of rain there as well. Well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anybody can play. Remember, that is FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Well, Chris, in the closing moments of our show, as we always like to do, let's try and pick out a couple tournament games. Now, there's... It's an ace-heavy slate tonight. We've already determined that from the beginning. You've got, I believe, five pitchers above 10,500. But let's say you want to... You want to actually be able to afford one of those Coors Field stacks, or you, you want to be able to just load your lineup with a lot of players. Now, what pitcher do you think is going to allow you to potentially do that? Yeah, I was looking through the looking through the pitchers below those aces there, looking for some value, and I was having a little tr- trouble trying to figure that out. But uh, I did come upon Jose Barrios. He's making his third major league start uh, on Monday. He's at 6,500. He is facing Baltimore, so you do have to. It is definitely a risky play, more of a tournament play. And uh, but uh, <clears throat> he gets a matchup with Tyler Wilson, which is a little favorable. Gives him a chance at a, a decent chance at a win there. Um, he does have some strikeout upside. He had eight Ks against Houston in his last start, and the Orioles have actually struck out at a decent rate this year. So while they do produce runs, they also do tend to strike out. So you got the chance, or you do have a an opportunity there to potentially get some strikeouts, which is what you're looking for. Um, and the game is at home at Target Field versus playing in Camden Yards. It's definitely a lot more pitcher friendly when you're when he's playing at Target Field in the home ballpark there. And uh, the, this is the Orioles' first time seeing him, so generally 
when you don't have you have a limited scouting report that tends to favor the pitcher a little bit more so and it's the it's their team and it's only a start start so there's really limited still um scouting reports on him at the major league level so i I feel like there's a chance there he could have a pretty good outing at especially at a price of just 6500 yeah this is admittedly a slate where i had a very difficult time trying to piece together tournament plays and barrios was one of them that stood out a little bit to me i do like his matchup with tyler wilson i like his strikeout potential of course there's going to be inherent risk with the pitcher that is sitting at 6500 but there's a decent chance that that could pay off for you when i was trying to do my tournament play I ended up stumbling across Aaron Sanchez at 7,100. Now, he's starting to build a little bit of momentum with the Blue Jays here, coming off back-to-back quality starts. The big thing that stood out to me, though, is his home-road splits. He's been much better on the road than at home in the Rogers Center, which can tend to be pretty hitter-friendly. At home, he owns a 5.19 ERA and 1.50 whip. On the road, his ERA is under 1 and has a .91 whip. So I do like what Aaron Sanchez brings to the table. Now, the Giants, they're definitely no joke of a lineup. There's somebody that, you gotta go, or that, that you're going to have to go through, face uh, some solid players, but I do like Sanchez in a National League ballpark for one and the win probability he's going up against Jake Peavy who you know much respect former Cy Young winner but he's awfully close to being on the verge of losing his rotation job I mean he's been just terrific this year and uh, very few signs of improvement there I mean so much so that the Blue Jays are minus 123 road favorites in San Francisco so I really dig the win probability for Aaron Sanchez there and uh, I think he can be a very valuable pitcher in tournaments um one last tournament play I wanted to make note of is Corey Kluber. And, and you're going to be like, now, Jake, Chris, he's he's way up there in price. Now, he's someone that I definitely consider a tournament play because he's a strikeout pitcher and he's going against a strikeout-prone team in the Houston Astros. Now, his ownership's going to be way down due to his big-time recent struggle, so I think that gives me some payoff potential there. Uh, are, are you in line with that, or are you just trying to fade Kluber in, in all situations possible here? I mean, I could see Kluber being a play, and I think uh, potentially, like we were saying before, even Felix Hernandez, he got blown up a little bit last time, mm-hmm. so there's potential that there, yeah. people might shy away from him a little bit as well. So both of those guys are right around, they're both at the same price, so they're pretty unchangeable. So I think either of those two may be able to be considered a tournament play just because you, even though there is some risk there you do have a lot of upside with both of their matchups and that's what you're I mean that's what you're looking for you you have to if you're going to pay up at pitcher in a tournament you need to get a lot of production so yep. that's uh I I feel like if you're looking at the, those two are probably good options mm-hmm. to yep. go with and what I like is that those two might because they're so similar in outlook and uh, I guess level of risk I think they might take a little bit of ownership away from each other which uh, can only help your case in tournaments once again to summarize things up for cash games today myself I like Jose Fernandez Chris likes Felix Hernandez going to tournament pitchers uh, Chris is a fan of uh, Jose Barreos today and uh, I'm going with Aaron Sanchez in my GPPs well thank you for listening to the Rotowire fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by FanDuel the leader in one day fantasy sports remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access otherwise check out rotowire.com on your own just go to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod once again i'm joined by chris benzine i'm jake latarski 
One final plea, if you're out there on Twitter, you can follow Chris at Crispy272002. You can follow me at Jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie.